Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, dude. The 90s called. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Dude, The 90s Called. I am one of your co-hosts, first name basis at this point. I'm Christine. And, and I'm, who are you? I'm David. <laughs> I, I will not say my last name because uh, it will get me in big trouble. We're on you a first name get, basis. You think I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> um, it is so good to see you, David. Um, you, you as well. Always. That was such a great episode with Elizabeth last week and I was reading some of the comments and I couldn't have agreed in our in our um on our Instagram account and I, I mean I, I feel like the the response we're getting is really the way we felt after the episode of just how real she is how how what a beautiful soul she is um the honesty, like those, the stories about showgirls that we didn't even know about. And, you know, we lived through that time and I remember all of the fallout, but not those details where she really took the hit and the blame, which I, I, the, the more I thought about that, the angrier I got 
Yeah, <laughs> me too. And that's about why a, a 21-year-old woman, a young girl being treated that way. Can you believe it? Yeah. And especially because they didn't stand there with her. You know, they sent her out as the face of uh, the movie and everyone else backed off into the background and let her take the fall for it. But look, she worked her way back and she's done amazing work, but she wears her heart on her sleeve. You know, she's she wouldn't do an interview if she wasn't going to be open and honest, which is why she's very she's a very private person. And why we were so lucky to get her. And, um, you know, she texted me and and our producers that she was so happy with the interview. And uh, I think it's a great one. I hope everyone listens to Elizabeth Berkeley um, from this past week. Yeah, that was it was we had a really nice um, text chat afterwards. Oh, good. Making plans, <laughs> you know, all kinds of plans. They're going to be in New York. We're, we're figuring it all out. So that was great. The connections have been so Yeah, terrific. and Ben will love Greg. I mean, he's really, seriously, one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. I mean, he's handsome, That's... like literally one of the most <laughs> handsome guys you've ever seen, but he's incredibly like artistic. Unassuming, right? Yeah, he's so down to yes. earth, but like passionate and artistic and um, I, every time I'm with him, we have amazing conversations, but, uh, yeah, you guys should all get together for sure. Um, definitely. And the, and the other thing I was reading in our comments, <laughs> which I thought was worth you and I discussing a little bit was someone wrote more, Hey dude, please. So oh, wow. what, I wonder what that looks like, like more, Hey dude, guests, more of you and I chatting about hey dude a little bit when you and I like a like a, a memory or something um but you know we we obviously have have other guests to bring on you know I we we immediately had uh thought of Graham for our reunion episode he wasn't available but he would be terrific to talk to um certainly one of the quintessential action 90s writers of the time who has continued to work we always talk about him but I would love to hear his take on us. Right. If we could get Graham Yost and David Brisbane, who played Mr. Ernst, I think that's an episode. And they were, they were actually really, they, they were became, the I think, best friends, but they became best friends. Yeah. And they were, the, the they were the adults in the room the whole time we were shooting, right? That's, we talk about like how hard we worked and that we, we felt like we had to make something great. If it wasn't for them, we could have just gone off the rails. It's so true. It is so right? true. I mean, um, they were working so hard as professionals. Like we were kids. We were like, what the hell? Why do you care so much? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a cable exactly. show. Exactly. I know. Well, it, yes, I know. I was thinking back when, when, our, when Lisa, our writer, reminded us of how hard we were working. And it was because we had people like that keeping us on track and, and you know, keeping us in line. Right. right. It would have been insulting to them. Had we not, you know, given 100% for whatever, 12 hours a day. Um, yeah. So they taught us a lot. Yeah, that would be a great episode. Um, and I then got- what always makes me laugh, though, too, is that, you know, you said they were the adults in the room. Now, I, I still think of of our little buddy, Josh Tigell, as a as a little one. And he's a grown man. Oh, yeah. A, we should a, have a private him. investigator. Oh, you know what we should do? We should have <laughs> we should have Josh try and find Joe Torres. We've been saying this since the reunion. Well, We've mean, been saying this since 2014. We, How have we not gotten it together? Like, 
That, that was our brilliant idea then. I think we were on the, the 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 panel talking about it, and one of us said it, and we were like, "That's a great idea." I and mean, that that would be that the, the Hey Dude '90s called documentary movie. Ooh. Searching for Joe Torres. <laughs> yes, yes. Searching for Joe Torres. Oh, I really like that because there's there's a lot of speculation it, it, online of where Joe is. I mean, we I've heard stories over the years. You know, these these obviously our fans have tried to find him, and you know maybe he's he is just like that was a period of my life that no no no. In 2023, you should be able to find anybody on this planet in some way, whether it's LinkedIn or Google or social media. I mean, how is he not findable? Maybe he doesn't want to be found. <laughs> that would be in. That would be. That would in, be very Joe. In character that would actually of Joe. Be very yeah. Joe yeah. Right? <laughs> He's, he was so out. mysterious, even at you know seventeen, eighteen. But years so old. smart. He was so smart. And he was a, a real cinephile. Like he, he and, and, loved, a music, and a music lover, right? The, yes. All the heavy metal 90s stuff. I mean. And he, a reader. I mean, he was a, he was he was much more sophisticated than the local Tucsonian. What do you mean? He was more sophisticated than us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> you're so, he did. He taught me. I, I think he showed me the movie A Clockwork Orange. Oh my Which God! I had not me, seen. I, he showed me that as well. Yep, I remember. We must that. have all watched that together. Um, so yeah, so we will um, we will think about a good hey. We'll we'll get some a good hey dude episode sort of back in the works. Where are you, know, you reading another, comments? Where, I got to start reading comments on, on the Instagram account. Oh my gosh! You scroll through the comments. Yes, I told you. That's why I, I have my own account, but it's like a personal. <laughs> oh, you're like, like a spy. <laughs> I guess, but I, I, no, I have a little, you know, my own little families and friends. No, I following. get it. I get it. But yeah. I, I, no, I really, that's why we talk, that's why I've talked about it is I really do want to be able to engage with our fans in that way. And that's why I've been reading because there have been so many great suggestions, guests we've had on, you know, guests we're talking about. But yeah, read the comments for sure. Um, and well, that our, doesn't mean our, that doesn't mean fans to start writing mean things to us. No, I, I mean I Keep tell them nice. I Chelsea will read me <laughs> comments that are you know very mean, and I'll say, do not ever read the comments. Yeah, because you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's a kid, and she might not want to see something someone has to say. But um, our fans, I think, are very supportive, and I I, I got to start reading the comments. But our guest this week, I mean. Should we say? This, I'm so psyched. Well, yes. If if so, if you if you clicked on today, you you know who this guest is, right? <laughs> None other than Full House alumni uh, Jody Sweeten. I mean, is there? I mean, when you think of the the sort of quintessential '90s, the babies, the '90s kids who grew up as babies essentially as children little toddlers and infants it's you get like the olsen twins you know joey lawrence who we've also had on the show All right and jody i mean i really think of jo i i watched her grow up on television <laughs> before yeah. our eyes i i would have to say full house is if i had to pick one show from the 90s that re to represent that decade um it would be full house I mean, I, I and, oh, and absolutely at, at the time, I, I didn't realize that it was 
yards ahead of anything else as far as longevity and what people would still love 10, 20 years from now. Yep. But it is. I mean, they did a reboot that is was a wild success on Netflix and people love it. Um. Oh, oh. And you know, what's even crazier is, you know, my son weekly, you know, has been saying, who's your guest this week? Who's your guest this week? By the way, he's not a big podcast listener. He's, you know, <laughs> we've talked about it, a junior in high school. He's very busy. You know, he, in his free time, he studies all things NBA and New York Knicks. And that's, you know, that's his, right. his free time. My son too. But yes, but he, um, as soon as I said Jody's name, he went from whole house. So this is, again, a, a different generation. Obviously, right. Fuller House was has been on and and it's something that was sort of, you know, the perfect thing for our kids and their age range when that when that came back. But they know the original show. Yep. And it Chelsea was- said the same thing. I She asked me who I was interviewing and I showed her the picture and she's like, oh, my God, tell her I love Full House. And uh, she, Chelsea actually went to a taping of uh, Fuller House. Her friends from camp were in L.A. from the East Coast. And she was like, can you please, please, please. So I, uh, I texted Bob Saget, who I hadn't talked to in like a number of years. And oh. he set them up with tickets and backstage. Like, I mean, he was we'll, – we'll talk to her about it. But Bob yes. Saget was seriously one of the sweetest, kindest – like most uh, generous people I've ever worked with. You're absolutely right. I, I never worked with him, but knew him a little bit. And he was all of those things. And also one of the most hilarious, yeah. irreverent, not, <laughs> right. not, not the character he played on Full House. No, total opposite. Yeah. Um, And just, you know... It, just fell you fall in love he was the guy you fell in love with um he was so anyway yeah what what is anyway we we have jody all (laughs) right all right all right let's welcome on let's welcome her in hi hi jody hey hey how are you you've got the fuller house poster i do prominently placed I do. I have the fuller house which is funny because i'm actually in the process in in like a month i'm cleaning out my office i'm about to redo everything in here it has become just an adhd den of uh, uh nightmare proportions <laughs> so there's like a lot of half-finished projects there's like just stuff that has been shoved into corners you know but i do i do have my full house wall and and my fuller house wall i have a little bit of both everybody's office is like that i feel don't don't feel bad we're, we're with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I try to make the background look at least semi-presentable. Yeah, the it books. It looks very presentable. I'm sure very you've read impressive. all of those books. <laughs> I actually, I read a fair amount of them. But those ones that are like up there, like they just look really pretty, but they're like classics. Some of them I've read. That looks but. like a room I'd want to hang in though, for sure. This is, I don't, I kind of don't leave this room. It's like I have my nice little pool out here, a nice little view Oh, I come out here. The kids know, like when mom's out here, she's you know working. So I'm like, it's I'm space. It's your, like your fortress yeah, of solitude. I, my, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm busy. It's in the AirPods. <laughs> Bobby's <thing>. working. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you since uh, I, I did the your show, The Darlings, Hollywood Darlings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since you did Hollywood Darlings, oh my god, that's right. It was the the crazy witch episode, wasn't it? 
I, I did well, a few we were, days with you and Christine and, and I just got to right. tell you, it, it was, was, it was so fun. It was like a really fun set. I loved that show. And you know, we, I, whenever I'm out, people really are like, Oh, I wish you guys would do another season. And I'm like, I wish we could have too. I, it was, I think it was a really fun, great, funny show that just had it gotten maybe a little more press or like been a little easier to find and not on pop. I think we put probably could have gotten a couple more seasons out of it. And it was so fun to just jump off the ledge of improv. It was like a curb your enthusiasm for like a younger generation. Every, yeah. Christine, everyone played themselves. So I like, I played oh, myself. Jody yeah. played herself. Like yeah. heightened versions of ourselves. Right. right. So like, I'm kind of a sarcastic, you know, whatever, but it was like, that was just really the part I played. And Christine was kind of the Christine Lakin from step by step was like the, kind of hippy dippy one and always in the arts and, you know, always auditioning for something ridiculous. And then Bev was like type a super organized. And so the dynamic we've all been friends forever. The dynamic was really funny, but right. it was all improv. Uh, we'd have a storyline and then it was like, okay, just here's some funny things. Go for it. <laughs> Wait, Christine was from which show? Christine Lakin was on Step by Step, step by Step, and, and Beverly on step was step. on um, Seventh was Heaven. On Seventh Heaven, yes, yeah. Yep. It was a great. It Wait, was, what year was that? What year was that? It was. I want to say like the either the first and second or the second and third seasons of Fuller House. So it was like twenty. 2018, like around twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen, somewhere in there was when we were shooting it. Yeah, um, it, it was right when Shit's Creek came on pop TV because it was I think we either led into Shit's Creek or vice versa. And then they started really promoting that show. And and I, I think we kind of, you know, I mean, we weren't we weren't Shit's Creek. I will give I will I will take that. <laughs> but you were there with them. You, It was a very yes. fun set. You guys were having so much fun. It was so good to reconnect with you because. I had done, let, let's go, we'll, we'll go back, but I had done an episode of Full House as one of like my yes. first things ever. And I just. What? Yeah. What? How did I not know this? Yeah. yeah. After Hey Dude, I, I came to LA. This? I did a bunch of like, you know, I did Roseanne. Episodic. I actually yep. did Step by Step. I did Full House. And and uh, I played a, a guy. It was an episode called uh, Take My Sister, Please, where. Uh, right. A DJ wanted to have her own room. And right. I, it was. And I think I was being the annoying pesky. Right. I played a guy named Rick who was trying to ask DJ out while we were doing homework. And you come in and I got to say, <laughs> you were the cutest kid. But like you, you had such comic <laughs> chops. I've never I've never seen a child that age with that sort of like built in comedic talent. I mean, you come Thank in you. and go, hey, Ricky Ticky Tevi, Ricky or the Rickmeister, and you start disrupting <laughs> us so badly. And that like launches into the episode. But like how did you start how did how did you start acting and how did you get to that place in such a young age? You know, I it's that's a, a really huge compliment. And I, I thank you so much for that. Um and it's Bob and Dave and John have always said that. Um, and Bob and Dave, you know, growing up with two stand-up comedians and having them be like, at five years old, you have one of the, I mean, I, it's, it's a memory that sticks with me forever. That was a compliment that Bob gave me. It was like, you at five years old had better comic timing than many of the stand-ups I've worked with, like professionally. Like you just Right, who worked natural. years and years on it. 
And I, I don't know, like I was just always that kid. I was like my first birthday, my grandma's blowing out the trick handles. And I think it's hilarious every time like I would stop and then crack <laughs> up when they would, you know. Um, but I just, I, I loved performing. I was like three and a half, about round three, I started reading. Um, I like, I was, I skipped grading school. I was very, I needed a lot of stimulation. I needed a lot going on. And um, I started doing like print work and stuff and dance competitions and whatever, like three and a half. And, you know, I was the kid that would like, I was in the second row of my first dance recital and whoever was in front of me, I was like, no, 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 no. So I like kind of wedged my way up to the front, you know? And um, my mom was like, maybe we should let her perform. (laughs) And I started doing commercials. I did a a Sizzler commercial was one of my first commercials. Um, And then I did, or excuse me, Oscar Mayer was my first commercial. Sizzler I did later, vice versa. Um, But I, I wound up getting cast on Full House from doing an episode of uh, Valerie, which was Valerie Harper's show. And I was the first person cast on the show and it just sort of, it was, I, I just wound up in the right place at the right time. You were the first cast member of Full House? Cast? I was, I was the first cast member. I never auditioned. I just did uh, an episode of Valerie uh, and it was the same producers that had Full House in development at the time. Was Valerie, and, was Valerie the precursor to the Hogan family? The Hogan family, yes. It, Val- that was the, the Jason Bateman. Was what yes. it became after they kicked Valerie off of her own show. Right. Uh, oh, but, but Bateman was on there. Yes. Bateman was on there. Yes. Yeah. I have a, a great picture somewhere of me sitting on his lap with um, with the other two boys from the show. Um, I played the next door neighbor, Pamela Poole, uh, or I played <laughs> her niece, Pamela Poole. And um, they saw a clip of me from that. And Jeff Franklin that created the show was like, that's that's Stephanie. That's who I want. And then that the rest of the cast was was cast after that. And it, yeah, it's it's always crazy to me. I, I, I just think like how um, really lucky I was to wind up just being me and doing the right thing in the right place at the right time, you know, and the rest of it is just been I mean, a I, weird, wild ride. <laughs> I'm not surprised, though. Like, like I was just talking about, like when you see a child at that age that knows the timing and where the joke is and uh, it's it's uh, undeniable well thank you thank you i'm actually i'm moving into stand up i'm doing a, a 5 minute set with my friend mike binder uh, at the ice house this weekend and oh he's been incredible hosting a show yeah i've been hosting a show at uh, the comedy store called family dinner so i'm moving actually a little bit more to stand up writing a set and like kind of just you know, I don't know, moving into something that I've like never really done before. And it's really fun and uh, I'm enjoying it. So is it know. is it a little bit terrifying, too? <laughs> or does it feel not because to me, I don't nothing mean, sounds no. scarier. So my very first, so I've done this show family dinner a couple times at the comedy store now, and it's me and a panel of other comedians. And we talk growing up in family and all kinds of ridiculous shit. And. <laughs> My friend Jeremiah, who's another comedian, said, "I, hey, you know, I have this show. I know you're wanting to get into stand-up a little bit. It's called Stand Up on the Spot, if you want to do it. I was like, sure. Very first time, like, solo stand-up. And it's basically you go up on stage and people yell out random things and you, like, make stand-up, you know, like, you just go. Oh, it's like Second City and type sketch. Like Second City. Yeah. It's Well, except it's stand-up and not sketch. Right. It's just you up there kind of doing – and sometimes – there's funny things and sometimes you're like, I don't next, next, just mm-hmm. yell something out. It's terrible. 
But that was like my first experience. And I did like 10, 12 minutes. It was really fun to just what? go up there. 10, and 12 like, well, minutes? <laughs> I was like, well, I figure at this point, like if I can go up there and just talk, then then writing it down. I'm working with a friend of mine on, on writing some stuff for my set this weekend. So that's my next how proud Journey how proud would uh, Bob Saget be? What, what a great Every, mentor, it, right? He was I mean, I, I really do. I, I give him so much credit in, um, you know, like you said, I loved comedy. I loved funny stuff. I got it. But growing up around Bob and Dave, who were so warm and kind and friendly and family and that even as a kid would laugh at my silly jokes or would, you know what I mean? Like it was never, it was always so encouraged. Yeah. And I learned that, you know, zippy back and forth, like just how to bounce, you know, between comedians. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for it. I actually have a little painting of Bob up here that a friend of mine did. And so he's always up here and, you know, his pictures at the comedy stores. Every time I do my show, I walk by and give him a, give him a kiss on the picture. Right, oh, so, your guardian angel. Yeah, and, yeah, and his sure, and sure. his uh, his presence in your life is a part of you and and who you are today, and it makes total sense Absolutely. that you're doing stand up. Yeah. So what was I mean? Listen, Christine and I were saying if we could pick one show from the '90s to represent the decade, and we probably didn't know it at the time, but it has to be Full House. I mean, people, the longevity and the love for that show is so profound. It's so intense. Yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty wild to think that, you know, a show that I mean, my gosh, it premiered in 87. So, you know, a show that's been around for like 35 years uh, that was, you know, of its time, too. It's not like it's, you know, exactly groundbreaking comedy or anything, you know, it's a, nothing like that. But it is such a well-loved and such a staple of so many people's growing up and childhoods. And there's generations that, you know, grew up watching it that now have kids that are watching it. And it's, it's a huge honor really that full house has been um, that big of a piece of American nineties pop culture. It's true. And it's really, and it's, and what you, you, you hit the nail on the head of, of, it really just became about how much we loved the characters. It was safe. Right. There was comfort. And, and, you know, we talk about this a lot in, because as we talked to 90, our 90s guests of that, you know, uh, that appointment TV where it was once right. a week, everyone right. gathered around and you got to go on this little adventure with them. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and yes. that was that was it, right? We don't do that anymore. It's not, I mean, nope. unless it's, you know, maybe an HBO weekly Sunday show, but like, we just don't have that, it, that appointment television. We don't watch it necessarily altogether because there's, you know, seven televisions in uh, someone's house or whatever. Like, it's just, we'd watch TV differently. So I, I, it's so cool to think that we were kind of that real, that last like kid generation of growing up with, you know, having that like you had to watch it and it you know there was no dvr <laughs> it was you saw it on friday night on tgi have no bit right when well, what you just said too about it that was something I've, i haven't thought about david too is you know we, we all have kids and back in the day not everyone had tvs in all of the rooms the way we right. do now because i swear to god i will be in the same house as my son and send a text saying oh you got to come down 
and, the, yeah, and watch oh, the I, end of this game. He's like, oh, I got it on my TV. And then right. he'll be texting right. me about the game like, yes, from his room. For sure. But I constantly, like, dinner's ready. What you know, are we doing? Yes. Like, it, right. And that's that's what it is now, right? But we all used to sit around and watch one television, maybe two if we were lucky. Um, yep. And I, it was such a show that resonated with kids and parents. And so many shows didn't really give the kids as much storyline as the adults. It was like an adult show that had kids kind of as a right, side dish or it right. was a kids show where but, the parents right. were kind of irrelevant and not really, but this was really a show about the whole family. Everyone had something going on in their lives that was different and that, you know, needed them to come together. Right. They really did focus on the kids. Like what, what are the yeah. kids problems? Yeah, what was, are their issues? Right, it was the kids problems and right. it was showing the adults and the kids helping each other and so you know what i mean and and i think you know so many nickelodeon shows and things like that like the parents are just kind of uh, you know like occasionally they come in and like non-existent <laughs> right. and then they're right and you're like oh that's it but I, full house was it was the whole family it was all of us and i think i always say that because the love on set and between us in real life was so genuine i think that is also what made the show so appealing was that it just came across it was natural it was you know it felt warm and like you were really watching this family love each other and 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 live their stuff together because we were it was an amazing ensemble of talent too i mean even from the even from uh, mary kate and ashley who were mm-hmm. I, I don't know how old they were when they started they were they were nine months old when they started the show what? diapers They're babies yeah. <laughs> nine <laughs> months yeah yeah they were Jody, how old were you how old were you when, when i started you... the show yes. i just turned five okay so so you were like an offer only at at five <laughs> <laughs> no oh god no I, I, she I'm was kidding. the headliner i'm just uh, i'm so I, kidding I mean, yeah i was uh, i like i said i i very quickly um found my footing in this business and um and to this day, it's what I absolutely love to do in all of its weird various forms, whether it's comedy or theater or singing or, you know, whatever. I love performing. I love what I do. I And I've done it in some capacity on and off my entire life. Um, but oh. yeah, at five years old, that was like, that was what I knew, you know? So five to 13 was when, was how old I was when the show was on. It was all of my elementary and middle school years. It was like legit wow. my formative years. Right, growing I, up I on set. I had a school experience before that. I don't know what it was like to just go to school as, an, as a kid that wasn't on a TV show and going kind of in and out and back and forth. Um, yeah, it just all seemed weirdly normal. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. When you look back on those years, are you are you glad you spent them the way you did? And and was it do you look back fondly on them? So, so fondly, like to the point where people are like, really, you I, I like I said, I love what I did. Yeah. I love performing. Um, uh, later in life, and I've been talking about this more now, I got diagnosed with ADHD and I now look back on how my brain operated as a kid, which I needed a lot of external stimuli. I needed a routine, but, but something different within that routine every day. Oh, I needed there you go, weekly sitcom. attention. I needed, I love to perform and be funny. I like all of those little things that a kid in a classroom would probably like kind of struggle with. Mm-hmm. It was like this perfect, I, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, it was kind of the perfect hybrid environment for what I needed, which was go to school, have some normal friends, do all that, but then have this other part of my life 
that kept me engaged and going and interested and traveling and learning new things. Creatively um, fulfilled too, creative, yeah, you know, expressing, exactly. your, I, expressing yourself in that w- way. Without For being sure. told, sit down, you're going to the principal's right. office, you're because, being too exactly. funny. You're, right. Right. And so I look at it now and it wasn't, you know, I just wondered like, wow, I really, that was, I just thrived in it. I loved it. It never felt like a chore or, you know, sure. Do you have to work sick sometimes as a kid? Is there a certain personality type of like, you just show up and do it? Yeah. But I loved it. And a huge part of that was because I grew up and I was surrounded by a cast and a crew of people on full house who genuinely loved us kids were protective of us kids did not, um, uh, you know, it was, we took care of each other. And, and as young people growing up in this business, that's not always the case. Um, but, all of the parents on the set, Candace's, mine, Andrea's, Ashmay, were involved. You know, the families of Bob and Dave and John and Lord, they were involved. Like, it was just such a communal, wonderful experience um, that gave me this big, huge family. Um, I, I can't, I truly can't imagine growing up any other way because I think my life would have been very, very different. I mean, obviously, but it was, <laughs> but I just think, I think um, all of those things were exactly what I needed to to thrive and be creative and sort of find my way in the world. That's amazing. I mean, what a, what a unique setting to to thrive in at, at that age. Um, yeah. But you felt you felt protected. You felt safe there. You didn't feel absolutely. Like yeah. Pressure I had to incredible. No. Because I we've yeah, talked to like you know, Joey Lawrence was on here, and I, I we've talked to you know other people that started at a very young age, and they said there was a lot of pressure to perform, like the table read to to the tape night. You know, you were treated as uh, some some sets. The, the the kid was treated as an adult. Like you, oh, bet- we were treated as adults. It was you had you go out and you do your job. Like you got a fever, too bad. You go do your thing. But for whatever reason, that was. I, I naturally sort of fell into that rhythm. It never, I never was like, oh, like I loved it. You didn't feel the pressure to get the laugh and all that stuff. Like, oh, the writer's going to no, write, cut my no. lines. No. no. And well, I, it sounds I, like I that came so naturally to you right, anyway. I mean, yeah, you always I mean, got the laugh. Yes. I, think, I mean, I, maybe that's it. Maybe, and that's, you know, I've jokingly said before, I'm like, uh, comedy is something, like sometimes when I'm performing or hosting or, you know, doing talk shows or whatever. I'm like, is this my job? Like, <laughs> this is so fun and like so easy. I just am being me, but you know, like it's just kind of naturally who I am is I love to perform. And my parents, you know, suffered through many uh, of one man show uh, over the years, <laughs> you know, even before I was uh, on TV or doing anything, I would run into the room with a harmonica and interrupt everyone and be like, I'm performing now. You know, that was just who I was. So it was never, there was never pressure to do it. And also my parents were very normal. My, my parents were, you know, my dad had a job the whole time. He was a superintendent at a gypsum plant in Long Beach Harbor, had a very blue collar job. My mom was on set with me all the time. Um, It was, my parents always made it, it always reminded me that like, this is fun this won't be forever. This business is, is, you know, enjoy it right now and, and do all the things. If you don't love it, 
don't do it. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. You know, yeah. and I always knew that like, and, and you know, and that kind of came to play in like high school when I just, it's like, I'm done with the show. Like, I don't know what I want. I want to perform, but ah, I don't know if I want to audition as much. You know, I just wanted to be with my friends. My mom was like, great. We'll just take a step back a little bit. Like, I'm, I don't want to drive you up and down the freeways <laughs> if I don't have to. And I want to exactly. give you the opportunity to like, go to, you know, I was, I did uh, a performing arts high school. So I wanted to be in musical theater and do all that and be with high school kids. And I did that and it was great, you know, but I never have felt that my parents wanted this for me more than I did at all. And, that's, and they never yeah. wanted it for themselves. They were like, no, 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 no. Like my mom <laughs> did one guest appearance on full house with the other two moms when it was like our second season. And she was like, I don't know how you do that. She said, the door opened, <laughs> the lights hit my face. She said, I was absolutely frozen. And I was like, really? That's so weird. Like, yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> uh, it's so yeah, nice, though, yeah. to get that respect from your from your mom yeah. and, and the freedom to know that you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Like, we're, we're here because you, yeah. you, you, you want to do this. Because and, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. And my education was always important. You know, I went I, I went to college. I got my degree in elementary education. I was going to be a teacher. I, Are you, you know, serious? I, yeah. Chapman wait, University. Wait. Right. That's an amazing school. Where, yeah, was yeah, there ever was there ever a version where you um thought you wanted to to study and learn more because you know what I mean learn and and, and go into a, a BFA program or well anything I along those started lines? out uh, I was like oh I'm gonna uh, Chapman has a great film school I'm gonna go I, I applied to like USC and Loyola and Chapman and I was like okay I'm gonna go to Chapman it was in Orange County near where I lived you know all the stuff and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to film classes. And, you know, to be quite honest, at that time in my life, I was 17, 18. I was soon to get sober for the first time at 18. I was not in a great place in my life. So I would go, you know, I, I didn't go to a lot of classes. To be very honest, that first semester of college, I was a disaster. And I remember going to some of my film classes and thinking, I, I can't do this. Like I, like I just, I grew up in this business, but like, I don't, these people want it. These people, they, they don't have any experience. Like this is just, it's, I've already done, you know, maybe right. I'm not meant to be here. And I had a lot of a huge amount of self-doubt and I was like, I, maybe I'm not meant to do this. And I moved into liberal studies and elementary education and history minor and loved all that. Um, but I got an opportunity. I directed an episode of Fuller house, the third from the last episode. And I'm now going to be directing a movie this summer and I'm right. really more into that and directing and writing. And it's, that's kind of where my next path is going is into directing and more production stuff. But right. I got to do it and I got to have this moment where as an adult, having gone through all of the mire of all of the other stuff, I got to come back with many of the same people to the same stage to that same place that I left when I was 13 and got to come back and be like, yeah, you can do it. Actually, you, you do know what you're doing. Right. Actually, all of that stuff you've, that you've done through your life actually is valuable. And I did it and I was successful and I loved it. And I was like, oh, wow. It was this really cool moment of getting to come back and really claim 
what I, what I wanted for myself in a way that I don't think I was prepared to do at 17 or 18. And I'm glad I kind of went off in a different direction and then came back to it. Right. So, that sounds incredibly yeah, so, empowering, right? I, that's amazing. Yeah, you went, Yeah. You went on your own path. You left it all behind. And, and then, so what was that like when you get a call? You, you, now you've got the Chapman University, you're studying education, all this other stuff. You get a call, we want to do Fuller House. Were you just well, like, oh was, no. That was 15 years later. So I, I went to college, I graduated college, I got married one, two, three times. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Um, that's Is that whole, part of the standout routine? That's a three part other podcast. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I made a mess of things as you do in your 20s. Um, and then I got it, I kind of got back on track and I got it together. And, um, with Fuller House, you know, we had talked about for years. I don't know. I th- feel like the fan base is still there. Maybe we could be. But there were at various times in the discussions of it were Warner Brothers still owned the property and they didn't want to let it go. They were making enough on, you know, whatever residuals and syndication. They were like, why would we want to? We're fine. And so it went 20 years. And I had moved on. I was now working in drug and alcohol treatment. I was a director of operations. I was doing a lot of staff managing and schedules and, you know, a very oh, wow. logistical That's amazing. side. Amazing work. Like managerial skills. Yeah, yes. like stuff that I didn't know I could do that came in very handy when I came back to direct, right? But I didn't, it was like I needed to learn those skills somewhere else. And, and you were helping so people I, having, I having I gone it. through and it. I, thought I was going to be a therapist. And that's, you know, that's still something I'm like, ah, when they, the acting thing doesn't work out or they're going, ah, I'll be a therapist. Um, but I was involved from the beginning uh, in the discussions with uh, John and Jeff and um, uh, Bob Boyette and talking about bringing the show back. And we, me, Candace, Andrea, John, Jeff, and Bob, uh, Boyette, not Saget, but we would all go to all the pitch meetings. So we started off with ABC Family and ABC and um, a couple other places. I think um, AMC maybe. And Anyway, a bunch of places. We went to Nickelodeon and had a pitch that was a disaster. <laughs> Wait, why? Why? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't make it. I had like a big retreat that weekend with, for my, my day job. That I was like, I'm <laughs> in charge of stuff. I can't leave. Um, I was like, but. At that point, I think we'd had like four pitch meetings and it was kind of one of those like, I don't I I can't make this one. Like, you know, it was sort of almost a little frustrating. And I didn't go. It was at a different address than where Nickelodeon used to be. So I think Candace and Andrea went to like somewhere on the other, like in Santa Monica and it's in Burbank. Oh, no. Like the whole, it was just a a shit show of a pitch, right? Where you're like, well, that that was great. But Brian Wright... Uh, who was one of the execs at Nickelodeon, wound up leaving there and going over to Netflix several months later. And he said to Netflix, you guys, uh, there's a show going around that is being pitched and nobody's got it yet. And I just think it's, I think it's what we're looking for, for like our family block, like our code, you know, and that was how we wound up at Netflix again. So perfect. Having something that just kind of didn't work out to somebody going like, but I like the idea. And then finally getting to the place where, you know, it's that's half of this business is just going and like shooting your shot wherever you can trying to 
pitched ideas and then three years later something you know clicks it seems like it's so true. it was such a perfect landing spot because i remember netflix at the time they had a house of cards they were known for these like amazing right. expensive dramas but i don't think they had a comedy at that point and for they, they didn't have a family comedy for sure and no multicams definitely no right multicams I, right unless they were acquisitions i i, I feel uh, like fuller house um really was beneficial to to making netflix what it is it uh or was uh no but i <laughs> 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 um but yeah it they definitely like we we really helped bring netflix and their like family co-viewing that was what they wanted right was that family television that had gone away that was separated into the kids watching what they watch in their rooms and the parents watching the dramas and then they wanted everyone coming back together and they knew this was the show to do it and it really is because we have incredible fans though who love this show right and and then then your fans kids now yeah, we're, we're watching the kids, reboot. I mean, it's like generations will come through where it's like the grandmother who's like, oh, <laughs> I raised my daughter who's now your age watching this show. And now right. her kids watch the show. And like, I, it's just that's there's very, very few shows that do that and that do it successfully. Um, and I, I, I would like to think that we did. And I'm really happy for that did you guys shoot on the same stage at warner brothers that you did no way did. so you you we literally did. came that back it's incredible what a that trip. must have been <laughs> such a time so like, we, yeah it was so weird the first season uh excuse me first two seasons of fuller we were on we were like one stage over because the the big stage wasn't available um and it was weird. It was like set up in two aisles. So like some of the sets, the audience couldn't see because it was a much smaller stage than we were used to. Uh, but the third season, we moved back into stage 24. And that was where we shot the last two years of Full House. And we were the first, I think, set that had moved in there where they had built like these, you know, dressing room, but like sort of little apartments in the back that was like a two-story you know, building where all the dressing rooms and wardrobe and hair and makeup and all that stuff was. But we, they built it. We were the first cast in it. Um, and then Friends took over our stage when we left. And Wait, when you left the, the, the original. When we left, but when we left the original, right, then right. Friends mm-hmm. came in, there were a bunch of other shows, but then we got to go back and we shot the last three seasons, three, four, uh, and five on that original set. Um, I was in. Uh, Candace had Bob's old dressing room. I had Dave's old dressing room. Andrea was in Lori's. Wait, like, why, did, why all, didn't you guys? You know, like, why didn't everybody yeah, claim their, take their, their old, old dressing room? Their old room back. <laughs> be, well, because the adults had much bigger dressing rooms. But when there we were, you go. And oh. we're the adults, so we got the <laughs> There you go. There it is. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I mean, to be back in that um, hallway and with those people, um, in a place that, you know, when you're 13 years old and for most of us in this business, we know once you say goodbye to a, a show or something like that's it, you're done. That's, that was lovely. It was a wonderful memory. I'm so glad I got to do that, but you never, you never get to go back. You don't get to go back to the same place with the same people and do it all over again. And, uh, and, and we did. So Sometimes it was really, I, really I, 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 incredible a magical, moment. a magical yeah, story. Like I mean, the, it the really universe is. Trying to teach you something that first day. And it was, I mean, we all came, we all came at kind of different points throughout the building of the set before we had seen it. 
And they found the old plans and really made it as much like the original set as possible. And I remember after our first table read, like our big table read with Netflix and Warner Brothers and everything, we all walked over there because the set was almost done. And we all walked in and it was just, it hit us. We all, we were crying. We were all walking through like arm in arm because it was, it was like, like we said, it was like going back to your childhood home with your family and moving back in. It was incredible. I mean, how often (laughs) do you get to do that too? Also, like, it sounds like you, you know, had things to reconcile personally also to, to be able to go back as an adult and do it uh, and just in, in, in such a healthy, productive way. And then you end mm-hmm. up directing some of them. I mean, with perspective, right? right. With, yeah. with life perspective, yes. with, with a, a feeling of I got through stuff and I am here and I've earned my place back right. here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I that think, is really you know, powerful. I think too, for a lot of us that start out in this business as kids, it's, it's a weird uh, sort of thing because as much as we have been in this business longer than so many of our adult peers were like, yeah, I've been in this business 37 years. So like, Oh, I started (laughs) at 25, you know, (laughs) it, we still sort of have, I think child actors tend to have this feeling like I haven't somehow earned it because I just started as it's just what I do. It's just that imposter syndrome, right? right, That that imposter syndrome and that, and, and being able to have gone away to have learned some lessons, to have worked in different areas, to have gained other skills, and to have also been able to strip away a lot of stuff and then come back to it when you're in a place when you're like, oh, oh, it's such a, that perspective is so, it made it such an incredible experience as an adult um, to come back with such gratitude and to be like, wow, man, like all, this is just all bonus. It is all bonus. Right. You know? And it's like, it's Icing like on the cake. a 10,000 yep. therapy yeah. sessions, you know, like you look back at your younger sure. self and you don't feel bad for your younger self. You have no. this perspective, like this was the perfect way for me to grow up and you find the positives exactly. in it. It's just amazing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's it isn't easy to grow up as a working child actor. Right. It, there are a lot of things that you do give up and there are a lot of uh there are a lot of pitfalls and a lot of places that you could be bitter with life or others or yourself. Um but I'm really grateful that that wasn't my experience and I'm so grateful that I look back on it now and go, "Oh, that was exactly what I needed and I and now I get to do it in a different way." It's really amazing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Do you keep in touch um, with your castmates? I mean, are you guys still yeah. still we, close? We just did 90s Con together, actually. Me and Dave and Andrea and Candace were in Hartford, Connecticut, and we did uh, a big like 90s show convention. Um, and was it like like cast. you just pick up right where you left off? Like, I mean, we don't not see each other for. I mean, we see each other all the time anyway, so it's not like years go by where we don't see each other. Like, if it's a couple months, that's a long time usually. Right. We, we get together for dinners and we'll travel Band together. Birthday parties to, and all those things. Yeah, all, parties, all the life milestones. Yes. You know, it's just that kind of, we're just always together doing something. That is so, so unique because it does, it, it feels like, I mean, it's very unique, especially because almost, almost um, the way families who are real families, blood relatives, still can't find the time if they're living on different coasts or right. in different places and that we, it's, you know, some of us yes. have moved away and stuff, but we sure. still make an effort. It is like family we still, we know that that is our, those are our, our best friends. Those are people that have known us. I mean, even, even I mean, John and, and Dave and, you know, Bob, they, they were in their twenties when they started this show. Like they were babies. 
I look at a 24 year old like you are a baby, you know, nothing, you know, and I'm right. like, they were the men. They were the men. You're adults, right? <laughs> and what, what, so we all, in so many ways, grew up together. Throughout all of it, we've all, you know, and, and we've all loved each other like family. We've, I mean, we've jokingly had, I mean, not jokingly, we've had family moments and our, you know, that's it. Everybody in the dressing room, you know, and we've had to like hash stuff out. But that's what you do when you love each other. That's what. That's what happens. And um, yeah, I forgot that you know, they were I, so young, right? I mean, Bob Saget yeah, were, and and John Stamos and Dave Coulier, they were. They were like when I came on the set, they themselves. they seemed like these adults. I was very intimidated on that set, M- more really? so. Yeah, I don't know, maybe because of because how popular the show was, but I I you know I had done a few other things, but on that set, I was like, whoa, these are like movie star adults all over the place. <laughs> like, uh, but I, I remember Bob being like really going out of his way to be so kind and welcoming, yeah. you know, everyone else would run back to their dressing rooms and I get it. Like that's, that's what you do when you're in season right. five of a show. Um, and then, you know, I, Bob and I had become friends, you know, years and years later. And I just, I, I his, his passing away was so brutal and, so upsetting i can't imagine how you guys all felt it was like out of nowhere yeah it was um i'll never forget that day i was standing right here in the in the doorway to my office and i had gotten off the peloton and i saw that candace had called me three times oh boy oh and you know how it is when like and you know amongst friends especially now like if if you call me three times in a row, like I, something is horribly wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? If yeah. you're not like, hey, yeah. call me when you can. It's not a text. Yeah. It's not a text. And uh, I was like, oh, shit. And um, and that, and I just remember I picked up the phone and she just, she was like, Bob's gone. And it was like, I just hit my knees. I was like, no. It, it just Ugh. didn't make sense because we had all just seen the night before him post this amazing show that he had. And he went, like, he was so on top of the world and it was fine. Right. It was fine. Um, and it was, ju- and then I had to, and I called Lori and I got, I was the one that had to tell Lori she had just gotten, she was out going out to lunch somewhere. And I just, I called her and she was like, Hey, Joan. And I just was like, Oh, Lori. And, you know, and Ugh. it was like, we all just, we, we went to Bob's house. We were with Kelly, um, all of his other, you know, my finder and, and John Mayer and Jeff Ross and, um, you know, everybody, we all just, it was like, we all just showed up at the house and we, I feel like that whole week we were just in a fog and we were always mm-hmm. together. And it was, you know, it was like that thing that happens whenever someone that you love suddenly passes away, it was dragging out tons of old pictures and going through them and laughing and telling old right. stories and the whole world stopped heartbreaking story. Yeah. It was the whole world stopped. And yet um, we all came together and I know we, that Bob would have been so happy. The whole cast got together, Ashley, Mary Kate and everybody. We hadn't all been together in the same room in probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And that, that I knew I was like, Bob would have, Bob would have made a terrible joke. Like, well, I'm dead, but at least you guys all got to see each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, and, and I, and I, uh, I always jokingly say, I'm like, I will, every time I make just an off color joke, um, uh, you know, 
I, I go, oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> like, I know it's him. <laughs> oh, my God. He was definitely smiling down on you when you're doing your stand-up sets. I mean, my one it's of my wrong, best friends yeah. is named Mike Young, and he's a, a amazing. I know Mike Young. Yeah, Mike yeah, yeah, yeah. is a great stand-up comedian. He just, did he just direct something? Yeah, he's, he's directed like three movies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been friends. He was one of my first friends in L.A., but he toured around with Bob. I mean, they were Bob, for, yeah. for years. He opened for Bob yeah. Saget. And they were like brothers. And, and yes. when, when, yeah. when, when this happened, it was so devastating for him. And we were, we were all there for him. And, um, Bob was one of the sweetest, kindest people and really was on top of his game. And it was just so, just like, you yeah. know, out of nowhere with no, no warning. Yeah. And it was an accident, you know, it was a, it was a stupid thing that we all, you know, how many times have we been like, oh, ow, I hit my head and you go to, and that's it. And right. that's it. You know, so, um, uh, but I, I am so glad that that last show was, it was like, I mean, what, what more do you want? You know what I mean? Like what more literally could you ask for? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's what he loved the yes. most. Well, yeah. He was somebody yeah. who, um, was, was close with my, my mother-in-law and Mira, who they shared this dirty sense of humor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. reverence, like yep. people, you know, this was my mother-in-law and every other word out of her mouth was the F-bomb about really? somebody. She, that's, she, it that's, was so yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. I she that. would, that's me. It's so, it yeah. was, <laughs> you know, we would, we would have a babysitter when the kids were little and she, you know, the babysitter would come in and Anne would, and it was a way, her way of disarming people, but like ingratiating herself as well. But she would go, who the are you like <laughs> and it was like people right. were scared but then you fell in love with her and she right. and bob would sh shared that sense of humor so when yeah. when she passed away he was one of the first to um to reach out and and he spoke at, at we put together a really beautiful memorial for her at one of the on one of the broadway theaters oh, bob, and bob spoke for yeah. when and uh, yeah bob wow. bob you know uh, started off the show and and gave her really a, a beautiful tribute so it it wow. it it rocked our worlds too. And, and, you know, I know Ben knew him really well, but I didn't know yeah. him well at all. But the few times that I had met him, it, he was just that person where you're like, Oh, this, I feel like I've known this person my whole life. Yeah. He just, he was very genuine and warm and kind. And, and like I said, I, I think so much of um, how my childhood growing up in this business was, was really dictated by the adults on that set. And, and, is your stand-up comedy in like you? You seem like it's in the vein of Bob's kind of like, you know, pushing I the mean, envelope. Probably just because I'm pretty inappropriate. I, mean, I outbobbed Bob once at the Bob's party. Bob? I outbobbed Bob. I don't remember what it was. I think I have blocked it from my memory so as to never say it it publicly. But I said something to Bob. He's manager, and I just immediately went in and said like a, just a really over the and he was like. Wow. <laughs> I trained you wow. well. And I was young like, wait, Jedi. wait, did I, would you? And he was like, that was you, you, that you have Bob. I was like, oh my God. I was so proud of myself. It was the proud <laughs> oh, moment ever as a comedian to out Bob, Bob Saget. You're like, I, that's the both, pinnacle. I am both the, the worst and the best all in one. 
It's a great lesson, though. You know, you grew you, you Bob, I felt like had to work to undo the American funny home, home videos and full house image. Right. So he'd come out and be like, you know, F word. Right. My, mean, my, I, my right. you know, like the most disgusting. Right. And I mean, I get it. I, too, am sort of I. But that's just that was the humor I grew up right, with. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, I mean, they were very good about not saying it as we were kids. But like, as I got older, you know, kind of once you're you graduate from the kids table and you move into you know, the adults and you start joking around and like Bob and I would always just be the ones on the group text, just constantly still going, <laughs> still yelling, just, just trying to make each other and laugh. Then this, and then finally we'd like move off to the side and I was like, I don't think anyone finds that joke funny anymore. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, that was what it was. And I, I, God, I, I miss him so much, but there's not a, there's, there's, not a day that goes by. I mean, like I said, I have this painting right up here, but there's not a day that I don't think of him somehow. Um, and like when I go up to do comedy in particular, like I just, I go, you know, Bob thinks you can do it. Right. Bob thinks you can do it. Bob thinks you're funny. So he's still here. You he's know? still guiding you. It's a yeah. great loss for yeah. everybody else. But um, yeah. So what uh, the directing, you, you said you're doing a, you're directing a film. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be hopefully directing um, a like a rom-com, you know, a TV movie this summer in uh, Canada, hopefully, if the timing works awesome. out. Um, but yeah, I just did another Hallmark mystery movie uh, in February. The Hallmark I just world. shot that. Like and how... how great yeah. is... I did, I did a Hallmark Christmas movie years ago, and I was like, this is the jackpot. Like, this is... It's, yeah. The greatest. They're the they when you do them because you're doing like it's like here make a movie in twelve. Days. <laughs> I was gonna say like, it's okay, a very right. very you know it, it, the schedules are tight, right? <laughs> but that being said, I always tell them like you can do anything for three weeks. Yeah, you can you can right. And if you sleep. do it well, you can, you can do one every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Or or more. And I have I I, I love them and so much of the same audience really enjoys those that does um uh full house and fuller house and stuff so it's been a really great transition and and i've met a lot of really wonderful people and you know again we'll be uh, having the opportunity to start directing some in that as well um and yeah just you know i i have learned in this business just try everything like I just someone gives you an opportunity to do something that sounds interesting. Sure. Why not? I'll try it. <laughs> right. Not? Or go away and go start another career and another career and then come back to it. I mean, I mean you reinvent yeah. yourself. I mean, you, you, I love it. I love your whole story. It's incredible. Yeah. And I really, it, it is infectious. Also, I'm sort of like, I, I, Jody takes Hollywood. Like, like <laughs> bring it on. I want to, yeah. I want to get on no, that Jody yeah. train. Right? Tables. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I just, like I said, I, 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 I've finally gotten to that place in my life. I mean, I'm 41 and I am, I don't know. Like, I think you kind of, particularly for women, but I think all of us, it's that midlife thing. You just kind of go, oh, wait. Yeah, I don't give a shit what you think about me. I, what have I been doing this whole time? I can't. Right, that's the secret to life. That's most right. freeing, right? It has given me the most freedom and the most, um, I just am finally like, oh, oh, hi, me. Right, hi. and you can do your, you, you, you can, know, you can do your best work that way. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, not yeah, giving yeah. a fuck. Yes. You know, I, I, we all have to go through our journeys, but I, I feel like right now I'm in this, I'm, I'm in a kind of a sweet spot where I'm like, let's just see what, what comes next. You know, everything's on fire. So why not? That's so and positive. I, I, always, and- I always, before, before we, I, we're, we kept you so long too, but before we. Oh, well, I, no, it's fine. I don't shut up. So. <laughs> well, we don't either. either That's way, yeah. The, um, right, right. Yeah. What about the kids? Acting bugs, performing bugs. My, like, is there a My younger spark? one is a performer mm-hmm. for sure. Um, my older daughter, Zoe, is an athlete. She's a really talented soccer player. So that's kind of her thing. That's where she's at. Awesome. Um, and always has been. She did a little guest appearance on Fuller House when she was young. It was like an extra in the thing. But I think she was like, this is really poor. And I, just <laughs> I was like, yeah. No interest. Sorry. It's not. The extra work is not always fun. <laughs> um, but she is not as into it. My younger one is in a performing arts academy. And she is she wants to be on stage she's the one that's that's kind of out there she sings she dances she loves all that how do you, right? fe- how do you so, feel about that i'm i look i want my kids to be happy right. i don't I, I truly am like go to college don't go to call just find a purpose your purpose is going to change over your life like five or six times so don't think whatever you're doing at 18 is what you're going to do forever Go travel, go, if you like performing, if you love, great. Here's all of these different avenues and ways to do it. There's no one right way. I really want my kids to understand that there is no one right way to get to the place of being successful because I think so many kids and people think like, oh, I didn't do, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I didn't, who cares? It's not a cookie cutter model. There is no cookie cutter model. And I, my girls are creative, interesting unique people and so i know they're gonna be fine they have all they have skills in the world that they're gonna need and whatever that looks like whether it's performing whether it's art whether it's you know being a barista and like that's what you want to do if you're happy and you find joy and you take that and do something good with it that's all i want i like i don't I don't, I don't need you to be like billionaires. I really don't. In mm-hmm. fact, I'd prefer if you weren't. Um, I need you to be good humans mm-hmm. and the rest will fall into place. Oh, that's so you know? well said. What a so, great way to end yeah. this. I- and they have creative spirits. And I think those of us with creative spirits are constantly like, taking the world and transforming it and spitting it back out for us. And knowing yes. they have the support, the, the, their moms, yeah. uh, their parents support to to explore the world. And that sort of confidence, yeah. they'll be successful in whatever they do. Exactly. And they try yes. and try again. Exactly. Uh, you know. Well, I was going to say, yeah. they learned it from the best. I mean, for, for talking to you today and hearing your attitude, your adventures, your journey um, has been and not to sound too cheesy or corny, but really inspiring. And I, I it's so thank impressive. You. And they're lucky. Thanks. They, you are, oh, you are. Thank a, you. They, they would are probably lucky. say otherwise because oh, I just had to take Snapchat away yesterday. But uh, oh no! But, you know, other than that, I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now my kids, my kids think I suck. <laughs> <laughs> All of our kids. It's which means I think I'm doing the right thing. Right? That's right. Kids like you. My daughter, my older daughter loves me, but like still has that moment where she's like, oh, I'm like, that's, we got to keep that. Yes. Can't like me too much. Yes. When you said that earlier, <laughs> even about your, the, your full house family, I thought as, when you said we still get into it, I was like, well, that's the sign of a healthy relationship. It's when nobody's getting into it that you have to worry. Right. 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 Those families right. that keep it all bottled up. I spend a lot of time up. doing that. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> oh God, no, no. I spent too many years bottling things up. Uh-huh. And uh, yep. yeah, <laughs> me and bottles don't go well together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, you made was, me, so you made me laugh as when I, when I worked with you when you were a child and I remember your professionalism in that scene and I was so intimidated, but I was like, wow, this kid just walks in here with these chops. And then uh-huh. working with you as an adult on Hollywood Darlings was so much fun. And this, it's just amazing to keep reconnecting with you. Yeah, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so, I'm really glad I got to do the show. It was fun. It's so nice me to on. meet you. Nice to meet you too. I hope to see you in person one day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna. I want to come see your stand up. I want to oh see. Oh my your- gosh. Oh my gosh. I, yes. I'm, I'll be. Po- I post about it. Um, oh, obnoxiously on Instagram. Not too terrible, but uh, I do have comedy a couple of shows coming up in May and June, Oops. and uh, a few other things. Comedy Store LA on oh, Sunset the uh, in the Belly Room. Uh, so I'll be posting about that. But, I gotta make uh, a, yeah. I gotta make an LA trip. I gotta get out yes, there. I gotta yes. see you. Yes, y'all, you're we will welcome do it. anytime. Yeah, thank you, you Jody. In. It could be weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, you guys have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I mean, is it wrong that I want to be her best friend? <laughs> She's like amazing. Wow. I well, first of all, I had no idea you had worked with her um, twice. Well, uh, yeah, once was I don't know uh, how many thirty years ago. ago. Uh, yes. But yeah, recently, maybe like five years ago, uh, we worked together again. She's just she's come through it, and she's succeeded in a million different ways. But like, has this amazing perspective, right? So incredible. Um, it just it, inspiring for for women, but inspiring for anyone in show business. I loved that she said that growing up as a kid actor, you have that, it, it, you know, that imposter syndrome. Right. Like, you know, I started so young and what was it? And, you know, and, and you know, she's really paid her dues and just deserves the best. I, 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 I loved that. I, I could have talked. I say this every week, but. It's really is true well, with all of our guests that we could just keep talking for like three hours. I mean, she's super <laughs> smart and has really amazing stories and amazing perspectives. And I, I the the fact that that she ended up back on the Full House set on Warner Brothers at the same stage, like I was in my head, I was thinking, can you imagine you and I getting called <laughs> back to the ranch? The ranch. Like, like I uh, cannot imagine can all imagine? of us. Showing. I mean, it would I be know. such a trip, right? If we shot yes. a whole season there. Yes. But I do think, you know, being thinking about it in that way is, is, you know, wouldn't we all come together and appreciate it so much more? Wouldn't we have that sort of life perspective? Like we're a little older, a little wiser. And I got chills when she talked about those stories of the, you know, of just how they all came back together and being, you know, there are no coincidences, I always say, but I really feel like, um, there's something very magical about that show. And um, right. It sounds like it was a joy for them all to come back to it. And she ended up directing some of them and um, just uh, getting over the imposter syndrome. You know, I'm an yep. adult, I'm here and I, I'm still good at this. Yeah. Yeah. She was awesome. So, well, <laughs> that'll be it for us for this week. That was a great <laughs> one. And, uh, yeah, next week's going to be. Oh, we have a really fun guest yeah, for amazing. next week. Yes, I just very excited. I read that they booked this this guest, and I was so excited. Uh, but we keep it as a surprise on this show. Yes, we do. That's our new little thing. Um, thanks everybody for joining us. Thank David, you for listening. As always. Yes, 
Christine, great to see you. Always see you. my favorite part of this whole thing. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we'll see you all back here. We'll hear you all back here. All right. Ha- thanks for listening. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.